0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <clears throat> i guess it's i guess it's sending it live
0: it says live
1: on facebook oh does it okay cool then okay. we're live what's cool, up man. B- what's up bm him, man how you been i've been good dude i'm just uh i've been moving a lot this year but i'm finally settled in i'm not in the motel anymore as you can see
0: that's great you're in virginia still
1: yeah yeah i'm in virginia my hometown fredericksburg
0: Okay. You... Yeah, I drove past there. People okay. Are
1: like Carolina. Okay, where well, were you going to? The beach, Nag said.
0: No, my dad lives and my sister's. They live in North Carolina. Okay. I've had family in Carolina since like 2000, you know, they started moving there.
1: Did, did they move there from New York? Yeah, my sister's did, yeah. Okay, so how, how long has your family lived? You're in Queens, right?
0: I'm in Queens, yeah.
1: Is that like where you grew up?
0: Yeah, I grew up in Queens, man. Uh, I was born in Brooklyn. I grew up in Queens.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. How long has your family been living in New York?
0: Uh, they date back to the 1920s, I guess. Okay. What
1: they, what they, they immigrate from?
0: Uh, Russian, Poland, and then oh. on my father's side, uh, Puerto Rican. My father's Puerto Rican. Okay.
1: Okay my mom's family uh they immigrated from germany to canada and then from canada to america
0: wow when was this
1: uh i want to say in the 50s okay 50s 60s because um they were kids during world war ii like my grandma grew up near the um german polish border and then my my grandpa lived his whole life in uh berlin so uh, he was right. Whole life? Yeah. Uh, up until wow. he moved to, to Canada.
0: Okay. Okay. And then,
1: um, and then I think he, I think he joined the military in America to kind of become like a naturalized citizen.
0: Awesome, bro. Well, you know, it's safe to say we don't have a direct link to slavery.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's but always a plus. That's always yeah. a plus. Yes. Yeah. I'm white, but I don't come from privilege.
0: I don't come from the fucking Mayflower, you know? <laughs> from the Mayflower. Those fucking momos. <laughs> <laughs> That's How? the epitome of white, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, how's things been going for you with the coronavirus and shit?
0: It's going all right. Obviously, I'm in the epicenter, what they deem to be the epicenter.
1: Yeah, seems yeah. Seems like New it New flew York.
0: over to fucking, seems like Texas is becoming epicenter too or something right now. Is it? Yeah, the cases are going up. I mean, I don't. I checked out a while ago and didn't pay attention because all of like the fucking different narratives. But from what I'm hearing, Texas and like Oklahoma, Florida, they're starting to get hit again. But I don't know who the fuck knows. Is it because the tests they're taking more tests? I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. The way the testing is set up, the way the testing and the statistics are set up is very weird. Right. Because it's like each what each positive test counts as us towards like the statistics. So I could go get two positive tests in a week and now that's two towards the statistic. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like each positive test is, is what they're counting. It's not like per person. It's weird. Okay. Okay. Huh. Um, but shit's gotta be weird for you because not only are you in the epicenter, but you're kind of dealing with it with your, uh, with your job too, aren't you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because I work in the cemetery, obviously I've seen the, uh, some of the worst of it. Um, well, not the worst of it, I guess, cause the worst is in the hospital. But after that, you know, I got to see, you know, the families meet with them and see, you know, how it affects them, I suppose. So it was busy for, I would say two and a half months, really, really busy. Um, doesn't make it better, but mostly, mostly older people. You know, I didn't see a case of somebody young or somebody with, uh, um, how do you say underlying conditions, you know?
1: Right. It's gotta be weird working like in the direct aftermath of that. How much, how much, like, safety gear and stuff are they making you wear?
0: Well, it's the mask and the gloves and then, you know, not, you know, meeting, not letting anyone, anyone in the office, but as far as, as far as grave diggers go, there's, um, you know, they got to be a little more careful because they're actually touching caskets and stuff like that. So sometimes they'll wear like a tie, Ty- you know what a Tyvek suit is, Yeah, full, you know, the suit you step into. You know, shit like that, gloves, masks, they got to keep changing it, you know, changing out their gloves all the time. Me, it's kind of like uh, dealing with the families, but, you know, they've obviously, a lot of them were in contact with I got those people, yeah,
1: how people did you, that died. How would you get into that line of work? How long have you been doing that?
0: Uh, Seven, seven years.
1: Okay, okay. I was wondering, I'm so I'm guessing it's not a family thing. I was. I feel like most people that get into that type line of work, it's kind of like a family tradition.
0: No, it's not. No, it's <laughs> not at all. In funeral homes, it is. Uh,
1: okay.
0: They have okay. that a lot. Like funeral home workers, they'll have like a funeral home that's like been around forever. Okay. Kind of like family shit.
1: So you're yeah, like, yeah. you're like literally at the graveyard, not a funeral home. No,
0: no. Two different businesses.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so you're dealing with like people that are like looking at plots and stuff like that
0: yeah either buying for the future or
1: buying
0: yeah for the future or they already own shit got
1: basically. You. that's a yeah. strange industry to work in yeah yeah it is what got you into that uh
0: Basically, what was it? Uh, I used to be in the other, in another union, which was uh, it was called the, the Property Service Workers. Basically, um, thirty-two BJ. That's like the, it's like a, it's got a mix of people, like people like doormen in Manhattan, like doormen, and then in, like cleaners for like public schools and shit, like custodial stuff. Okay. So I was into that. Then I resigned from that union. And I took uh a uh summer job which was outside weed whacking. So the uh the general manager was retiring and the superintendent was taking over for the general manager. So he basically offered me the job as nice. the
1: superintendent.
0: Yeah. Nice. kind of an accident, yeah.
1: Yeah, it just kinda of fell in your lap. Yeah. Sort of a weird chain of events. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Seems like some of the best things in life kinda of happen like that. They just kind of fall into place.
0: For sure, man. For sure.
1: That's how I feel a lot of things have been going on with me, with like my comedy and just my different pursuits and avenues that I try to chase. It's like when I Yeah. I mean, you have to focus and put in the work and like put in effort, but the universe is weird. It's like the harder the harder that you try sometimes, the less it wants to give you what you want. Like with, like, like with a woman, right. it's, it's like the more you want her, the less she wants you. So when you like sit back and focus on yourself and just try to like build yourself, it seems like that's really the times when shit starts kind of falling into place and the gears start clicking.
0: No, you're right, man. Yeah. Sometimes things just happen. You don't know why they happen. I think that's why, I think that's why a lot of people buy into like, you know, that secret, you know, that secret shit, like yeah. the book, and you know, all that was I mean, a lot of it is like, eh, you know, but I think the very idea of just um, changing yourself, uh, doing better for yourself, doing better, you just, you will, I think you will attract opportunity. You know, you will maybe surround yourself with better people. You might have better opinions on yourself, you know? Um, not being negative is, is one of those things that's pretty big, I think. Um, in a sense where it's like, um even like taking time to shit on people online or whatever, which we're all guilty of, but you know that feeds into like, I think it just feeds into more angst and anger towards yourself. Really,
1: I mean, yeah, it does. It's like you're projecting. You know,
0: yeah, for sure. And that's kind of sad. Some people make it a a thing. <laughs> I don't know.
1: It's like so. you're. It's like you subconsciously know there's a defect with you, but you're trying to distract yourself from dealing with it. So right. instead of looking within, you just pointed out other people's problems.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it happens on like so many levels. It happens on like uh, so there's like the there's like the level that's like corporate sponsored or like PR firm sponsored. And then there's like the microcosm level where it's like in one Facebook group, there's like a weirdo or somebody that just like skips through like a circle of Facebook groups and decides to do that. So it's like, it's just happening all over the place. It's not even like, it's not singular. any. it's just like millions of people are doing it.
1: Yeah. You know? it, it was already bad enough with like radio and newspapers right. and TV. And now you add right. social media and now right. we, we've become instruments of our own demise.
0: Right. 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 It's good. And it's, it's good. And it's bad. Right.
1: Yeah, there's definitely positives and negatives.
0: Yeah, you got to have to use it to uh, use all this uh, crazy technology to your advantage if you can. I mean, at the end, they're all like kind of evil a little bit, but like Googles and YouTubes are a little nefarious at times, but I guess you can use it, you know, for good, you know.
1: Nefarious in the sense that like they mine your data and shit like that.
0: Yeah, stuff like that, all the spying, all the stuff that they are able to do, how they can influence politics or whatever. Um, I know people hate Alex Jones, but he used to say, we got to use the tool of the oppressor against them. Like, that's something he always would say, use the tool of the oppressor. Again, when he was talking about Google and shit, right. going on fucking rants. And, you know, as crazy as he is, you know, he's kind of right about that. You got to kind of, eh, in all aspects of life, I think, Use the tool of, you know, whatever your oppressor is, use it against them, you know?
1: Right. Facebook and social media is definitely a tool, but uh, you got to be careful that you're using it and it's not using you.
0: Right, right. Because
1: they have like top marketing agencies and scientists and neurologists and sociologists, psychologists working on the algorithm to figure out how to keep you addicted, how to keep you in to keep you on the app oh for
0: <laughs> sure yeah yeah it's like fucking reading it's like catching the end of every thought and it's just like it just picks up like your last thought you know god forbid you typed it or sometimes you just say it you know you're in the, your microphone is enabled I, it's so crazy people are still walking around like, oh you know the other day i said something and then my phone was had something pop up it's like yeah i mean they've been doing this it's not a surprise anymore like why are you still why are you still saying this? <laughs> yeah, it's listening to you. Turn your fucking microphone off if you don't like it. You know, it's not a shock anymore. You know? Right,
1: right. All so right. right. Uh sorry, okay. I wanna I wanna we're getting off track a little bit. I don't wanna right. we can go down conspiracy theory hole later, but I wanna backtrack right. to um what we were talking about the universe and things kinda of falling into place. Uh that ties into Uncle Joey, one of that's how we met if people don't know is the church, what's happening now, Facebook group uh, mutual for Joey Diaz. Right. But he always says, once the universe knows you're in it's in. Right. And uh, I really think that applies to everything we were talking about. Also everything that we were talking about that you were talking about discipline and how much self-discipline helps. Um, That's the new kick that I'm trying to get on right now. I know you probably saw, I'm like trying to do time blocking and keep a schedule
0: um yeah yeah i saw that you were trying yeah i saw that
1: so what i wanted to ask you because i know that you practice jujitsu um right you're older than me you work a consistent job you have a consistent routine do you have any tips for me on discipline and everybody else
0: yeah i mean i well i ain't a pro i mean i had uh, a lot of issues for years and to be honest with you like Being, maybe I don't want to sound like really cucked, but being with a girl that's a good girl, you know, and like her being more responsible definitely helped me. Um, But I think a lot of it, what I I learned when I was in the discipline mode, like when I was like going to the gym and doing jujitsu and going to work, doing all types of shit every day, um, I think it usually comes down to getting enough sleep like, I know you, you were doing, like, the time thing. Yeah. Getting enough sleep and not eating, like, you're fucking 12 years old. And I yeah. think you will, I think you will fucking, I mean, it sounds so stupid, but I think you will notice that your body feels better and your brain fucking functions a lot better. I agree when with you're that, not, too. When you're not eating, like, you know, you're in fifth grade. It's yeah. Like, you know, and I'm guilty of it. You know, I'm on a spree at the moment where I gained some weight and whatever, but. Overall, I think that's, like, step one.
1: Yeah, if you sit around and eat, like, Doritos and cupcakes and pizza, you're going to feel like shit. You're going to
0: feel like shit. And I think the sad part is, like, feeling like shit is, like, normal mode for many people.
1: Right, right. You don't even catch it.
0: Yeah, it's just regular. You know, I work with somebody who's just, like, always, you know, they're very overweight. Like, very. And it's just, like, oh, it's, like, every day sucks getting old sucks getting old this hurts that hurts it's like you're like 42 you're not fucking old like it you know what you're doing sucks you know so right not to hate on shit but well i think that's number one that's number one man
1: yeah like my knees are um aching me bad recently so i've been trying to cut carbs out of my diet hoping that the inflammation yes helps helps my knees out But that's probably what that guy's dealing with too. You know, he's all achy and shit. It's like, dude, you've been eating pasta for the past 30 years. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly, man. Um, You could also take like oils and stuff for that, like krill oil for your joints or whatever, but not to go down that hole. Um, But uh, yeah, man, fucking change what you put in your mouth, you know, unless you're... uh...
1: (laughs) You definitely got to watch what you put in your mouth. That's something I've been trying to do. Like I said, I'm I'm on this new, like, health kick as far as, like, self, self-discipline self in all facets, and it definitely starts with it starts with baby steps, and if you can watch what you eat and change what you eat for the better, to better habits, then it'll be easier to build around that.
0: Yeah, buddy, for sure, man.
1: And then, like, like you, you said, you... uh, go ahead. No,
0: go ahead, buddy, I'm sorry.
1: I mean, uh, like you said, I, I've eaten, like, shit my whole life, and, uh-huh. um... Usually I'm ready to go to sleep at two o'clock in the afternoon because of it. But I, I noticed that on days that I eat healthier, like eggs for breakfast, tuna, right. tuna for lunch, like no mayonnaise, no bread. Those are the days that I feel the best. Drinking yeah. water instead of juice right. or Gatorade. Right.
0: Yeah. Something that helps me not crash is usually I try not to eat till at least noon. Really? Yeah. I don't really do like time restricted eating, like very strict, but I definitely, it, when I'm working 100%, I'm not eating till my lunch break, which is 12, 1230. And so I'm, up all, at, like, six, I'm up at like 645 every morning, 630. Um, so, yeah. And I do not eat till then a single thing. It's water and coffee.
1: Okay. Okay. So yeah. Cause when I first wake up, like, unless I'm working, I don't have to eat that early in the morning right. and um, I'll be up for a while. So I guess that makes sense. It's like you can just hold on to that initial momentum that you have from waking up, and then when you right. start coming down, all right, now eat fuel. And yeah. Then you don't yeah. have a midday crash because yeah. you just ate mm-hmm. at noon.
0: Yeah, and it's also like not realizing how many carbs you have left over from the fucking evening before. Like you ate, and then you sat down and watched TV. And you did, you know. And it's like, did you burn anything that you ate? You know, can your body still survive till fucking noon? Hundred percent, man. And once right. you start doing it, you won't even want to eat that early. I've trained myself where if I eat early by noontime, I'm, like, fucked up. Like, I don't want to eat. I don't feel right. And if I do eat, I'll feel, like, mad devoted from this. It's okay. really weird. Yeah.
1: No, that makes sense. Um, and also, like, there's a lot of things that we do in modern society that humans aren't necessarily programmed to do. Um, right like, we used to have to walk around and forage for food, sometimes for days at a time.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, so so now I just, you know, you just walk across the street and forage the fucking deli counter, basically. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, it's like, (laughs) yeah. Man, what's it like living in New York?
0: It's great, man. I mean, I live in Queens, uh, so I don't, you know, you always hear people talk about New York, you always talk about, like, Manhattan and Oh, it's so crazy. I can never live there. But it's like, there's plenty of fucking places where you can get some peace. I live in Queens, which is um, northeast Queens. So basically, I am 10 minutes from the Bronx. You just got to go over the bridge and you'll be in the Bronx. Or I'm like fucking 20 minutes from Long Island. You know, so I'm kind of like at the northeast end of Queens. Um, It's great. It's like flushing, you know, areas like that.
1: I just want to live in a city like we have downtown Fredericksburg and it's cool down there right. there's only like a couple streets of development and I mean they're full right. of all kinds of shops and stuff like that but there's something I just love about like that walkability just being able to like live in a city and walk jump on yeah. the train yeah. and then mm-hmm. there's just infinite options of mom and pop right. delis and stuff like that
0: yeah yeah it's definitely a plus I mean Literally across the street from where I am now, there's a deli, fucking a Greek restaurant, a Chase Bank, a Chinese restaurant, a pizzeria, a nail salon. You know, I just looked at that, just looking out the window. <laughs> it's, uh, um, oh, no, the yeah. sights I you'll mean, see in
1: Queens. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you know, it's considered one of the most diverse places on Earth, I guess. That's what they say about Queens. The most diverse place on Earth. Okay. Literally. Yeah, so I definitely a lot of um, a lot of culture, a lot of culture I grew up around.
1: Yeah, I imagine so. That's I guess that's really what I'm aching for is like just that melting pot, that mixture of culture.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, it still exists. I mean, I think in Manhattan itself, and like when you think of New York City, you know, Manhattan, the island of Manhattan, there's culture there, but it's not it's not as cool as like going into Brooklyn or going into Queens or the Bronx, you know, it's not really the same. That's kind of like uh, that's kind of just like a bubble Manhattan. It's kind of, I don't really go there to be honest with you. Okay. Okay. I mean, sometimes, sometimes, but I don't really have a need to unless I'm going to a show.
1: So um, is growing up in New York, is that something that, helped you to connect with Joey. Is that one of the things that resonated with you about his stories? Is
0: Yeah, for sure, man. He definitely reminds me of uh of a lot of dudes that you would see around and uh some of the things he says is shit that I've heard or shit that I still hear. You know, like I'll hear people say Momo. You know, <laughs> you know it was funny. <laughs> I had some uh some funeral director call me. He was like from Manhattan and these people were giving him a pain, you know, busting his ass. And they had to come see me, and he just called me to give me a warning. He's like, I don't know what's up with these fucking momos, this and that. What's going on? This, And I was just I was just loving it. I was like, just to hear that, you know, from, like, somebody outside the whole thing, just like a New York City asshole, you know? So that's kind of, that's kind of, like, how I connect, you know, for sure.
1: Did you, yeah. did you grow up, like, a, a troubled youth?
0: oh for sure man i mean i was just talking yesterday like the shit we used to do you would never fucking be able to do now the shit we used to do as far as like stealing from delis fucking buying lucy's when we were 14 drinking 40s in the store playing cruising usa at fucking 14 and 13 years old in the back of the deli like i want to write about this stuff like some of it is like really interesting that I don't think happens anymore. I don't think you can go into a bodega where there's porn videos and porn magazines everywhere and see a 14-year-old playing Cruising USA, smoking Newports and drinking a fucking 40. Like, I don't think that happens anymore. But that was pretty much what we were doing. This is, like, everyday stuff. And Robin deli, setting off fireworks in Chinese restaurants. I mean fucking anything dude just really reckless shit that we would never get away with <laughs> you know what's you know, that? not fucking you know yeah what's what are your what's one
1: of your best stories you got for me from those times
0: uh one of my best stories uh let's see jesus yeah i mean so the fireworks in the chinese restaurant was great you know we had a friend who we kind of he was kind of our whipping boy, you know. I mean, I knew him forever, but we knew he was crazy enough to do anything. So we just took a bunch of fireworks, threw him in the Chinese restaurant. I just watched that place lit, lit up from up the block. Fucking smoke piling out. Fucking.
1: Like Chinese New Year. <laughs> no,
0: nah, yeah, it was like Chinese New Year, bro. It was Shen Yun Festival. But, I mean, there's so many fucking dumb things. I mean, you know, cops were a lot meaner back then, too, you know. Even in right. my neighborhood where it's like not too crazy, you know. But we would we would just fucking steal. We would we would come up with schemes to steal cigarettes. The cigarettes were still on the counters back then. You know, they were still on the fucking front counter, like you can go in and grab them yourself and pay.
1: Right. I remember you know? um when I was like in middle school at the C V S up on the corner from us.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh they have they didn't have cigarettes in the aisle, but they had an aisle that had like all the cigars. So we would just go right. in there and steal, like, Swisher Sweets, like, the little packs yeah. of, like, uh, cigars, cigarettes. Fucking go <laughs> yeah. sit back in the woods and chain, smoke those, like, 13.
0: Right. Yeah, they would never fucking do that, now.
1: <laughs> Hell no.
0: Yeah. You know, we, we would come up with all types of schemes. I would be, like, I would fucking, I would know the guy at the deli. I would run inside, and I would run, I would pretend like I was scared because this fucking guy who was my friend is about to fucking murder me. So I would run, and I would, like, please, please help me. I would come behind the counter. My friend would fucking chase me in. The Indian would scream at the kid not to beat me up. He would fucking come behind the counter, push me. I would fall on the floor. Behind the counter, I'd be on the floor, and I would be just shoving fucking packs of cigarettes in my (laughs) pockets. You know, we would just put on elaborate fucking shows just to get over on the delis, you know? (laughs) Wild stuff, man. (laughs) That's really funny. That's smart. Yeah, we would scheme. I would scheme. I mean, but back then, they could hit you, too. Bro, I've been slapped by fucking bodega dudes. Like, they had my parents' phone number at one point. Right. My dad had to give them the number in case I was acting up, you know? That's funny. That's... Yeah, they didn't hesitate. Like, if you were trying to steal, they would fucking whack you in the fucking face. <laughs> and you'd have to go home. Your parents weren't going to... I mean, this is not even that long ago, bro. This is like... I mean, it is kind of like 99, 2000, 2001, you know, shit like that. Um, How old yeah, you? and then you, I just turned 34. Okay, so yeah, so late, you know, 99, 2000, 2001 were probably my worst years. Um, but yeah, you didn't like try to sue or like run after somebody or like expect my parents to go there and be like, I'm gonna murder you, I'm suing you for hitting my son. It wasn't even a question because it was like they knew I was a crook, so they couldn't
1: like. <laughs> Well, also, like, it takes a village to raise a child, man, so it's cool when you can have the bodega store, you know, uh, clerk have an eye on on the kids.
0: Right, he wouldn't call the cops, he would just call my fucking, my mom.
1: fucking around over here again, fucking, fucking.
0: He used to say,
1: fucking, fucking, fucking.
0: (laughs) And that was it. There was no cops, but I never had cops called, ever, for the amount of shit we fucking stole from the delis. Nobody ever called the cops.
1: Yeah, that's and that's the kind of how it should fucking, be.
0: They'd rather just like beat us with a stick, you know, run <laughs> after us, you know, <laughs> chase
1: you off with a broom.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it was all kind of crazy characters, all types of fucked up shit, man.
1: No, I mean obviously I didn't grow up in a city. I, I where I live is kind of like on the edge of suburbs and country, right? or where I grew up at least, where I'm at now is kind of like on the edge of suburbs and downtown. But uh, I, I relate to Joey very much for the same reasons, for the fuckery that I used to get into when I was younger, man, and a yeah. kid. We used to do so much dumb shit and steal from so many grocery stores, yep. so many bottles of cough syrup, so much alcohol. Uh, oh my gosh. And then, like, the woods, there's like woods behind the high school and it con- right. And they would kind of connect to behind the grocery store, and you could follow the woods all the way to the neighborhoods up by where I grew up. So we would just skip school, go into the woods, and then go through, you know, go back and forth through the woods all day, go steal shit from the grocery (laughs) store, get fucked up in the woods, float around for a while, you know, finger bang each other in the woods, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Shit like that. And then, How um, was it like
0: with the cops? Where did you have like a lot of issues with the cops? Were they like?
1: I mean, we had a, like a school resource officer, but it also got okay. to a point where like I was such an asshole in school, like they put me in alternative school when what was supposed to be my junior year, and then okay. when I came back, I was such a fuck off and asshole that it was like, they they never tried to get me for like truancy or anything like that. They were like, "Good, stay away. Like we don't want you here." Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: word. Like you're a black hole, be gone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They did that for me in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's high school for me too, man. Oh um, yeah. man. And then another reason I relate to Joey is like, obviously the cocaine, the getting clean off, coke, okay, li- living okay. that lifestyle and then breaking away from it, right. And okay. um, you know, I've, I've had to hustle and shit too. Like Joey's had to hustle and have people meet me at comedy shows and shit like that. Right. So I relate to him on that level too. Um, I think, I think that's a, why a lot of people relate to Joey, man. Cause he's just like real, he's from the streets. He's lived that right. kind of life. Right. Right. And um, there's more people than you would think that have lived that type of life in this country or in this world. So when they see somebody like that telling their story, right it's all it's kind of a it's a redemption story it's very much a redemption story like if he kept going down the path that he was going down it was self-destructive yeah because
0: like it's so diverse like his crazy stories come from so many different areas you know comedy or drugs or girls or whores or homelessness so you can you know you don't have to like cover all those bases as a person you might identify with two of them you know but right. I just identify with one of them you know so because it's so many things I think he definitely that's another reason why he would attract so many people you know it's not his uh, experience is not singular you know it just wasn't like one path you know
1: right 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 yeah you're right there is such a diverseness to it and then there's so many diff- you know like you said you'll hear stories about New York you'll hear stories about um, Boulder and shit like right, that so
0: right 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 East Coast, uh-huh. West Coast, you know, if he's got that covered.
1: Right, you know? right. No, um, Joey's amazing, man. What's it like? What's it like being an admin of that group? I know that shit gets stressful sometimes.
0: Sometimes. I mean, I feel like it's... I was asked that once before. I feel like it's... I don't know. I feel like it's a bitch thing to complain about to me, honest. It's <laughs> like... What's it like? I mean, I'm here my own, you know, it's like, it's, it's stressful i guess i mean it's all right i mean it's the only the worst thing about it is now it's like facebook is like every they're like watching everything you do even if the group is secret like you know so you can get the chance of being shut down which the church group is shut down through twice this is the third version you know so that's the worst thing and then sometimes like people get in with politics where it doesn't belong you know Right.
1: Or just unnecessary so that, drama in general.
0: Yeah, unnecessary drama in general, which we all get involved in sometimes because we can't, like, help ourselves. But, you know, when you get, like, repeat customers, it's like, dude, go shop somewhere else, motherfucker. Like, go let's, shop let's, somewhere else. You know, go find something else to do. Like, Go to a different hotel. I mean, yeah. But it's not like, I mean, I voluntarily, I willingly do it, so I'm not going to be like, this is so stressful. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> It's really not, <laughs> and there's right. like six of us or seven of us, I don't know. So Scott Cunningham, Allison, John Joyce, Henry, um, fuck.
1: Jason is Jason still an admin?
0: No, Jason. I don't know where Jason is. You know. Okay. You know. Uh, have you have you ever tried stand up? no i haven't uh i've thought about i thought about it i mean from i i would like to like write or work on skits or like do stuff like that i've always thought about doing that stuff i used to always i used to record like comedy things growing up on my like little recorder with my friend who would like pretend like we were like on a radio show so like and i was always like silly and stuff so i feel like i probably should have maybe thought about that or done something like that always wanted to like get involved in. Funny business,
1: I guess you're right. Like a so skit, like if, uh, like if two not shock jock radio, but if like those uh hacky morning radio guys, like hey, welcome to John yeah. in the morning.
0: What yeah, if, so we used to do that, yeah. And then, what like, if two of those was,
1: guys hosted a podcast with all the little like beeps and whistles and shit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we used to do that, yeah. we were, We would we would even play the callers like calling in, like we would just like. It was silly, but yeah, I've always liked that stuff. You know, That's cool. Comedy.
1: Actually, uh, anybody watching this, I encourage you to go watch Freddie Correa's podcast. He actually had uh, BM on there. But oh, on yes, his, thanks. you can call in to anchor and leave like a message in the same yeah. way. Uh, yeah. I've actually done that a couple times for Freddie and left yeah. like, character messages.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've left a message on Freddie's. I don't know what it was, something about, fuck, I don't remember now,
1: shit, too much so, of this, you know. <laughs> too much of what, the pen? Yeah, this is the pen. Okay, god damn, it's a big fucking vape pen, dude.
0: Yeah, it's got, it's got, uh, like, rosin in it, like, oil mm. in it,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool. that's, that's the one that you like load up Like you buy wax And put it in there in the coil
0: Right, right, like the old G-Pens When that shit first got popular You used to have
1: to load it in So uh, those vaporizers are good for smoking DMT too
0: Yeah, how do I get some though? Are they though? Really?
1: Yeah, because you want to vape DMT You don't want to hit it with a flame
0: Okay, okay, how do I get it? I don't know how
1: to get it Um, I'm not I'm sure trouble. I could I would never encourage anybody to do this, but I hear a lot of people say that you should just distill your own. You should make your own.
0: Right. I've heard that too. Yes. yes. Because it's there's plenty of yeah different barks and whatever that you can use. Yeah,
1: I'm sure if you look in the right places in New York that you can find it. Go up to. Sure, I can.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know friends who are in ayahuasca circles in New York, and they do ayahuasca and stuff. And I thought about doing that with my friend Jason. um, I don't know. And just, I'm kind of scared. I feel like there is a lot of things still bothering me in life. And I know I'm going to have to confront them if I do that. So, so it's, yeah, I don't know.
1: It's an interesting experience, man. And it definitely will like open you up to those things about you in your life that you're trying to avoid or you need to change. Yeah for sure sure. it'll open you up to those facts in the strangest most artistic fucking strange way (laughs)
0: right right no it's wild man i mean i hear like mike tyson talking about it too now like mainstream fucking talking about the toad and all this other stuff
1: when i heard mike tyson talking about smoking dmt that blew my fucking mind yeah
0: yeah
1: it's crazy almost hard to imagine mike tyson smoking dmt
0: right
1: could you imagine you know, him like, having a bad trip on acid or something and try to contain him?
0: I don't even think it's possible though. I don't even think he would have a bad trip. Like I don't
1: <laughs> you think I don't he's mentally strong enough.
0: I think he's... he's like, I think he's like, I don't think he articulates himself very well at times, but I think he's extremely like intelligent. Yeah. Like on a Joey, like on a Joey sense, just from life. Right. 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 You right. know, just some being intelligent and like amassing knowledge and, um, knowing how to read people, and that's another thing about growing up in a city, I guess, is that you meet so many diverse people that you kind of just, you kind of start to learn how to, like, I don't know, just know characters, like, you know, like, different characters. You can pick up on cultures. people's energy
1: better. Yeah,
0: yeah, and like, you know, just pick up on different, like, cultural cues, you know, stuff like that, because you're exposed to so many different types of people that's not to say that doesn't happen like where you live or whatever but i think like the 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 mass of like a certain types of people definitely changes it like he down south you might have one chinese friend somewhere you know what i'm saying but right it happens you know, here make, but
1: it's fewer and farther between to where where right. you're at it's on such a massive scale that it's right. it's, it's unavoidable it's literally yeah. unavoidable
0: yeah yeah yeah, it's another reason, like, not to go off on any other, it's another reason why, like, when I hear, like, a lot of the people complaining with the Social Justice Warriors stuff, you know, they want to say SJW stuff with the, I, that's another reason why I can't always identify with that stuff, because it's just, like, it's just, like, where I grew it's just normal to me to be around different types of people, like, I don't even think of the idea of, like, there's anything different, you know, so, when I hear a lot of stuff sometimes, it's really hard for me to connect to it. If you know what I mean. I don't know you, if I'm articulating myself.
1: I think I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Um you you bring up you bring up a uh, outrage culture.
0: Cancel yes.
1: culture. Right. You have that picture behind you. Uh, yeah. What, what do you think about yeah. everything that's going on right now?
0: Some of it is very warranted and some of it is the case of what we spoke about earlier with people that are sick and they're not fulfilled in life and I think I think mental illness plays into it a lot I think you know I think that's pretty fucking rampant um and so I think a lot of it is that you know and a lot of it it certainly is warranted like Priscilla probably is I'll be honest I never fuck with Delia I never everything that everyone is saying now is kind of like how I always felt about him I always kind of Felt like his humor was good, but it was a little too cutesy, maybe at times, or it was aimed at like a younger audience, or kind of like in the Dan Cook. Not exactly that he's like the same as Dan Cook, but in that kind of like when Dan Cook was like really fucking famous, when I was like in high school or whatever, like yeah. I was like I avoided it like the play because I I just there was the energy that I never that I didn't identify, like I didn't it wasn't my thing, and I think it's aimed at a certain type of person that I'm not, you know, not to say that that's bad or anything. It's just like his humor is not mine. And then I could see the, I could see like the, like Louis Jacob almost had a tweet and he was like the the funniest thing or the, the biggest trick to Leopold pool is convincing everybody that he's good looking. Like, <laughs> like I saw that and I was like, yeah, because like, I'm not, I don't judge guys, but I'm looking at the sometimes too. And I'm like, this guy this is like the ladies man like i don't know i don't agree with it like i don't think like i think a lot of it goes into that i think i think uh his persona and the energy that he puts out and the way that a massive people view him. i think that he certainly opened himself up to being drunk on fucking being that weird type of person you know? uh, yeah
1: yeah definitely i've always kind of thought he was like creepy looking and had a creepy vibe yeah for sure, man. Um, I never was really a big fan of his comedy. I've his first special that was on Netflix. I tried to watch it and I couldn't uh-huh. watch it after like ten minutes just because of the way that he like laughs at his own jokes and yeah, and his the- his laugh itself.
0: Yeah, I only want to see Chappelle do that. To be honest, you know, right? You
1: know? and even They're Chappelle, Bang, you
0: know.
1: Yeah, even Chappelle when he did like the bird. What was it called? Huh. When he did that one, it was like the two specials, and he did the one in the small room at the comedy right. store. Yeah. Man, he smacked his knee with the microphone so many times. Yeah. It was like, you're overdoing it, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, like, yeah. who the fuck am I to sit here and critique No, No, yeah. Man, that's, see, that's dark. That's nefarious. And then you have, like, this is getting a little bit deeper. We're getting past, like, cultural shit. But then you have, like, all these um, data right now. Is the most profitable industry in the world. Like like our data from our cell phones and stuff. Right. And you have these companies buying this data and then using it to build algorithms, market, do campaign ads. And we're fucking ourselves. Once again, becoming instruments of our own demise by giving them all this information to use against us. Yeah.
0: How do you stop it?
1: Yeah, I don't know, because I always like like (laughs) there's so much money involved. It's how do you stop it?
0: Yeah, well, I always had like this idea in my head that like you know how like these movements start like um, defund police for example or something like these hashtags. I always had this idea that like we would start a hashtag that would be like unfollow famous. And that would be the hashtag unfollow famous so everybody could get together collectively to unfollow famous people's social medias and you would see you would see like you would see influence just fucking shrink overnight if people decided to do that
1: Yeah, yeah why
0: would corporations like pay these celebrities all this money to push bullshit if nobody's paying attention to them I mean to me they're irrelevant anyway i don't pay attention to them but i think people can't unfollow people and and fucking change the culture just just by clicking a fucking button and i think it's so easy when you think about it
1: oh that's powerful it's almost like uh it's almost like walkouts it's almost like doing yeah. like a walkout or a strike
0: hashtag unfollow famous bro i i said it first <laughs> I like that. But seriously, man, it's like you can fucking really change society just by clicking a button. I really believe that.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I believe that, too. Yeah. Fucking, this podcast dropped from live for, like, a, a amount of time. I don't know how long, so some of our conversation oh, wow. wasn't live. I don't know what oh, happened. But we're live okay. again. Um, wow. I wanted to ask you, BM, because, like I said, I brought you on here because of your post the other day and how outspoken you were about all of this and um you, you like i said you had a lot to say you said it beautifully um you already have both of us do have a good following and support system with the church what's happening now um you said i i, I asked you the other day if you were going to start writing blogs right about about this stuff right you have all these people writing blogs for for cancel culture we need someone to write blogs against cancel culture and i was saying that you would be a good candidate for that i think you would be also be a good candidate for your own podcast man considering uh oh thanks buddy appreciate you and your buddy used to do with uh recording like the radio shows and shit like that
0: (laughs) yeah i definitely could i think it's a lot of it's just um a lack of try basically a lack of try Yeah, just not committing to doing it.
1: Um, Right, right. Well, it's like, you seem like a pretty busy guy anyway.
0: I mean, I have time to do things. I just, you know, it's just about making time, you know. Yeah. There's always time.
1: What are your, like, creative passions? Because I'm sure that, uh, you know, working at the cemetery, and and that's not your uh, only fulfillment out of life.
0: Right, 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 right. As far as I create, I mean, I do a lot of things. I mean, I do, I I do like to do art. I mean, I grew up doing graffiti. Um, It was definitely something, a culture that I grew up in. A lot of my friends still do it and still pretty big in the fucking movement. Um, I've collected art over the years. You know, I've collected some valuables. You know, I have some pretty cool things that I've collected in, you know, as far as art goes, um. You know, investments for the grandkids. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just fucking trying to get out, be outside as much as possible. I hate being home, man. I yeah. go to work, come home, shower, and I'm at the door. I'm gone. Well,
1: you're able to be like that now with everything going on with the COVID.
0: Yeah, cause I just go to the park, you know, or go to like a nature preserve or some shit, and just you know. Most of my weekends, I go out to, like, Long Island. Me and the girl, we pick up and we fucking just go out. That's cool. Go to nature. You know, nature hike, nature walk or whatever. But, yeah.
1: That's uh, that's really refreshing, too. Do you feel like that adds a lot of clarity for you at the end of a long week?
0: Yeah, man. Be outside in the peace. Peace and quiet, man. You know? Everyone's crazy in New York City.
1: (laughs) I think everyone's just crazy, man.
0: Yeah, everyone's crazy everywhere, yeah. Especially online. I mean, yeah. Not to change the subject, but, like, what is, what is your opinion on the canceled stuff? Like, What do you think? Do you think it's, like, a mental illness and, like, an unfulfillment?
1: And an yeah, hate? I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Uh, I mean, I, I responded to your thing the other day because you were specifically talking about uh, writers. And uh, from my point of view, it seems like a lot of these people are just throwing these articles together out of emotion um there's not a lot of research information going into them it's very right. much someone pushing a narrative and um i feel like a lot of these people and i'm generalizing of course but i feel like a lot of these people have no discernible skills the only thing they're good for is is trying to cause a rift um right and this is their way to get attention They're not talented enough to be a stand up comedian or be to write novels or whatever the thing is that they want to do, be an artist. So their fulfillment has to come from putting somebody else down and sifting through the bullshit to find something to pick out and and attack you for. Because it seems like a lot of this stuff you really have to snipe, you know, to, to find it. People are really digging to to try and run someone's name through the mud. Um, We've seen it work, and we've seen it not work. Um, Yeah, they tried to do it with Kevin Kevin Hart, and right, that was a weird situation. It kind of worked in the sense that he didn't do the show, but at the same time, uh, he's you didn't take anything from him if if. When he gets his next special ready and he's ready to sell out another stadium, he will sell out a stadium. For and, sure. And everybody will watch his special on Netflix. For sure. Um, I wonder, I would like to see the statistics on how many people downloaded and watched Louis C.K.'s special that he put out at the beginning of quarantine.
0: Yeah, I saw him after he got canceled out on really? Long Island. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I so saw him at Governor's because I'm on the the mailing list. And, you know, they were, like, sending emails on the sneak tips to people on the list to, like, come see him. So I saw him. Uh, you know his set that was recorded? Right. It was recorded at the same club a week after I saw him. Governor's Comedy Club in Long Island. Okay. Somebody recorded it in that same club. I've seen Joey there. It's a cool little club. It's, it's a little weird, but it's, it's pretty cool. It's, like, an old-school, kind of sleazy comedy club in Long Island.
1: Have you ever been um, to the cellar? think i've asked you that
0: yeah yeah it's been a long time but i have been there i've been to the cellar i ate upstairs at the fucking the fuck is that place called the tree restaurant or some shit i always forget the name of it yeah i've been there i've been to the stand i've been to Dangerfield, shit like that nice nice
1: yeah Yeah. man i'm i'm itching to get up to new york and fuck around with the culture man i was uh I was thinking about it recently. I was like, man, I want to get up to New York. I wonder if anybody's got a place up there. Like, they let me crash for a night because I I'm, I know I got people all over the city that's like, you know, if I can crash a night here, crash a night there, yeah. give me an open mic. Um, but then I was like, oh, yeah, COVID and New right. York is yeah. the fucking epicenter.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, there's no clubs open. There's They're just starting to kind of open up outside seating. But you can't, like, yeah, you can't see it. There is some comedy shows happening that are, like, on patios. Like, the same club I just told you about, they're doing, like, patio shows outside. And then, but you still got to, like, social distance. And it's weird. I don't want anything to do with it, to be honest with you. Um, So, yeah, I don't know when that's going to even open. It might not be till, like, August or September or some shit.
1: It might not be till 2021.
0: Might be 2021, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I fucking... There were shows that I was supposed to go to that were canceled that I was pretty fucking pissed about. Joey was one of them, you know. Damn,
1: it got canceled, not postponed.
0: No, it was just canceled. I mean, just you know, I got refunded. It was at Levity Live up in uh, Nyack, New York, and it was right in the beginning. It was like early March, and it was like the last second they had just canceled it.
1: Damn. Late uh, cover
0: or early March. I think it was early March.
1: I was supposed to ride out to, uh, Nashville with a friend of mine in, uh-huh. a- in April to go see Rogan and Chappelle. Awesome. Man. And that, that got that postponed great. to September. Wow. Yeah. September, October. Tight, man. Yeah. Hopefully it goes through. Like, hopefully it still happens, man.
0: Um, I think so. I think they have something planned. Oh, You know, how far are you from New York? You're only like four hours, right?
1: Yeah, uh, where I'm at, like six hours. Let me see. Oh, six hours. I'll 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 uh, Google Maps how long it'll take me to get to Queens. I mean, when I rode yeah. the when I rode the uh, bus up to Boston, it took right. a while. But you're in a Greyhound bus that moves only, you know, x amount of miles per hour, and then you're stopping every, you know, 20, 30, 50 miles, depending right. depending on the route. Like, especially going north, because, like, there's so many stops just between here and D.C. And then yeah. from D.C. to New York, it's ridiculous. All right. Yeah. Queens is 260 miles away. Oh,
0: so that's like four hours.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Four and a half, four, five. Five yeah, hours. Yeah. Four hours and 47 minutes. So you figure stop okay. to take a piss. It's about five hours.
0: North on Hillside Lane Meadow, you drive. So. Yeah. Sorry. I stop by. Maybe I should, you know, every year I try to go down to drive down to Carolina to see my dad. So I'm going to try later in the year when shit gets a little better, maybe. Maybe I'll fucking, I'll make a piss stop over where you're at for a minute.
1: Dude, that would be all And I'm literally right off the highway.
0: Yeah, because then when I drive, I see it. Like, I see Fredericksburg and all that stuff, so.
1: Yeah, so. And, and like, where I live is right off the exit. I should say, wow, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, so I'm right around the corner. We can go to Hooters and grab a drink and look at the little titty girls.
0: Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> but, uh, yeah.
1: BM, this but, has been uh, fun, man. I'm sure you got you, you got stuff to do. You ready to go spend your Saturday with your girl in long Island? Uh
0: A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, that's probably not going to be till like one o'clock or whatever, man. I don't know. But fuck, man. Yeah, just try not to get canceled, bro. You know. <laughs>
1: i'm trying hey but at the same time it's it's like tim dylan said I, my my audience isn't bought you know um, no
0: i mean dude do whatever you want i don't think like you should even worry about it yeah you should do yeah. whatever the fuck you want but i come like i the the nut jobs that i pay attention to like in new york city like the gas digital crew and all those people like they're always like with the drama like the, the skanks and all those dudes right same thing well, though. You, you, like,
1: you can't cancel those guys. They are who no, they can't. are for a reason. Can I cancel them? They have a they have a following. They they put on their own them.
0: shows. That's right, and that's like the fucking good luck. Um, it's the same group of New York comedians that keep trying to cancel them. These dudes are such fucking losers. They're so sad.
1: Um, oh, I imagine so. And they
0: don't have the wherewithal to start their own fucking podcast or start their own network and
1: right. To brand like, themselves and then try to yeah, independently so, put on their own shows yeah. like skanks.
0: Right. So it's like, let me tear down a successful structure to try to replace it with my shit or but you forgot. That structure wasn't created by fucking CBS motherfucker right? ABC. Right. Or you can't, you can't fuck with the sponsors. Like, you're so behind on the times, you know? This is the OK Boomer moment, you know, which is a state of mind, basically. It's not It's not even an age thing. It's
1: a state and, of mind. And for all the comedians that are against them and try to get them canceled, there's two more comedians that love them because they throw a festival every year right. and they feed other oh. comedians. They feed younger right. guys. That's you right. You think Freddie right. is going to go speak out against Legion of Skanks? They've given him stage yeah. time twice at Skank Fest. What? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've seen them there. And it's like, when you go there, it's like the most diverse group of freaks. It's like fucking, it's just so crazy. Black people, white people, Spanish people, Indian, gay, trans, strippers. It's just a freak show. And it's like, it's like, you motherfuckers are scared of this. Like, this is like the most welcoming place that you would be welcomed. Like, you would be so welcomed here, you know, in the fucking Cornwall open mic that you're hiding in fucking Williamsburg or Bushwick, Brooklyn. Those motherfuckers will cancel you in five minutes, buddy. Yep. They're operating on fucking North Korea time, bro. They're like on oh, call out co-. they're on yo, they're on call out culture twenty four seven, bro. Yeah. And if you don't if you don't abide by the tenants and if you don't go outside and cry for fucking Kim Jong il, you're gonna be in a labor camp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta fucking abide by the fucking religion because you'll be banned in five minutes, bro. Yeah. That's the world they live in, which is scary. Imagine being that paranoid.
1: You know, I couldn't imagine doing comedy in Williamsburg, Brooklyn.
0: Well, imagine being that fucking paranoid that you have to, like, fight crusades all the time in order to prove your worthiness. Yeah. Like, no. you have to fucking cancel and you have to call out everything. You have to just call it out under one umbrella. And if you don't, it's like, Do you even belong sipping a latte next to me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Because last I checked, you submitted for fucking Legion to skanks for Skank, for Skank Fast.
1: The, you know, like, how dare you? <laughs> right. Should you even be sipping a latte next yeah. to me? It's crazy.
0: It's so funny. I just, you know, I try not to relish in other people's failure, you know, because that's also negative, but sometimes I can't help it. Like, I'm just. Well, like,
1: that's the same thing that, that those cancel culture people are doing. They're trying to cause right. someone's failure so they can relish it. Right
0: when I see them fail I'm like man this is great because you dudes just try to like destroy the lives of people that you know I enjoy you know or actually pay money to subscribe to like that digital and stuff so it's like you people are so sad you know
1: right it is it is kind of pathetic isn't it
0: yeah it's a fucking I don't know bro <sighs> So what are you gonna do,
1: BM? Are you gonna write about it? You're gonna do a podcast about it?
0: I don't know. Is that lame though? Like everyone talks about this shit.
1: I don't know. You gotta ask the question. You gotta ask yourself. I guess. Yeah, I guess.
0: Yeah. I guess mean, is, is what I'm
1: is what I'm doing lame?
0: <laughs> no, it's not lame at all. It's not lame at all. That's the thing. It's like you always like look at other people, and it's like, you know, you don't even care. You're like, no, that's not lame. But like, when it's you do it, you just judge yourself hard. I guess.
1: Right. And at the beginning, it'll probably be weird. I mean, the first time I did stand-up comedy, the first couple times you hear your voice come back through that speaker, you're like, ooh, what the fuck? Is that what I sound Ah. like? (laughs)
0: Yeah. But
1: but now when it happens, it's like, this is is the way my voice is supposed to be heard, is through a speaker and a microphone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I used to do impression videos of you on the fucking... You know, the talk Oh that's thing.
1: right. I fucking forgot about those. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah.
0: Shit. I used to fuck around with all those
1: shits. Yeah. Do more stuff like that. And like you said, man, you said you want to work on like skits and uh like scripts and shit. Dog, let me know. Let me know yeah. if you want to work on some stuff. We can always video chat and have like a writing session and then what we can do yeah. is come up with like you know, once we have five or six really good rounded skits, then I could be like, all right, I'm, I'm taking the great – or I'm I'm driving the van up for the weekend. Let's film all these.
0: Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm down for that.
1: There's no reason not to, man. Yeah, man. BM, it was great talking to you, bud. Thanks like for doing it. this.
0: Great talking to you, buddy.
1: I'm going to have – I like uh, fucking
0: – you know, I like what you're becoming. I think you changed a lot. I think it's something that – um was mentioned, you know, in the uh, over the past, you know, six months or five months, So like even, you know, I'm not outing anybody in the admin group, you know, we, we have spoke about you like, what, well, you know, Scott's really fucking turning shit around. He's like becoming a, a good person. He's becoming a better dude. It's definitely something that people have said to me, just so you know. Like, well, we definitely, people definitely see you like doing a complete fucking 180 and just being a better dude and trying to kill it at life. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think anybody could hate on you. And I think, yeah, I think you're doing awesome, bro.
1: I appreciate that, man. Yeah. When, yeah. when, this, when this journey started and uh, when I first came into the church in like 2018, the end of 20, or, no, 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 the end of 2017. And then I started comedy a couple months later.
0: Yeah. And honestly,
1: when that, I mean, I had just reactivated my Facebook after not having it for years. I had just broken up with my girlfriend just started doing comedy and my ego got in a really bad way and Uh um, I let it blow out of proportion. And at times it still shows itself in ugly ways, but um, I've disciplined that a lot and growth is such an everyday thing. Um, And I've learned from my mistakes and just the times that I've let my ego boast or, you Mm. know, you know, like ask people for handouts and shit like that. Um, So, and and it feels better to struggle and suffer for it. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, hey, can you cash at me some money to get home? Um, uh, Yeah, I feel like I've grown too, BM, and Allison pointed that out to me, especially after the the podcast with Freddie. But um, there's still much growth to be done. Um, yeah. I'm not perfect by any means I don't strive to be um, perfection is a unexciting form <laughs> but uh, yeah man I'm just trying to be a better person every day that I can for myself, for my dog yeah. and then for my fellow human Like, I just have to be a better man uh, and, yeah. and grow, grow the fuck up
0: definitely shows man and I think people know this and people love a redemption story
1: yeah.
0: You know. Yeah. So it's cool, bro. I think you're doing awesome. Keep Thank it you. up, man.
1: I appreciate you, DM. Yeah.
0: Appreciate you too, man.
1: Dude, you have a beautiful day. Enjoy your Saturday. You too, dude. Uh message me if you want to work on anything, if you have any. Definitely, man.
0: Sounds um, awesome, yeah.
1: And then I'm gonna load this on YouTube in a little bit. It's actually gonna be two videos. Everybody right, keep right. A, keep an eye out for Scott Cunningham. I'm gonna try to have him on next weekend. Good luck thanks i know he's got a good luck and all the
0: let's go scott you fuck you i want, want to see him on camera
1: i think now that i've got you and then i've, I've already done one with freddie now i'm doing you and i messaged scott yesterday mm-hmm. when i booked you i messaged scott and was like hey let's do this next weekend so what i would like to try to do is just keep following that trend let's yeah. have that let's have yeah. allison on let's have john on if they want to right. do it
0: right
1: um I yeah, think that'd be fun. Why
0: not? I think Scott could find time. I think he's just unsure. You got it, Scott. You can do it,
1: <laughs> dude. I would love to see Scott do this, man. Yeah. Well, like people have literally tried to start the GoFundMe to get him out to go be on. The I church. know.
0: And dudes are hating on that. Can you imagine?
1: Fuck them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I would love to hear. I mean, I've hung out with Scott. I've I've spent time yeah, with that's him right. before. That's right. But I would love yeah. to. uh get him in on this like free form conversation just so people can see what type yeah. of guy he is. Cause Scott's cool as yeah. fuck. He's awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: All of y'all are, man. Thank you again, bud. Thanks. I'm going to actually Yo. be done this time.
0: <laughs> All right, brother. Good to see you. Good Peace. to see you too. Peace. Later.